plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and tampabay.com bringing you the Locked on Bucks podcast. Uh, we are recording the podcast for Friday morning. Uh, lots to talk about from the Bucks preseason opener uh, Thursday night in Philadelphia. Uh, a 17-9 loss for the Bucks. Um, lots to talk about here. Um, I Just for full disclosure, I was not in Philadelphia. Uh, Rick Stroud was there for the time, so I definitely want to point you to his coverage at TampaBay.com. Uh, lots of good quotes, uh, lots of good writing on deadline, not only with a quick game story, uh, but also the five things you might have missed that we'll be doing every game. Uh, so lots of good stuff at TampaBay.com from Rick Stroud there. I'm like you guys. I, I'm watching this from home, uh, kind of taking as best notes I can and picking up on things uh, from the TV. I'll probably watch it again in the morning. Uh, we don't have access to players on Friday. We do get Dirk Cutter at 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. So uh, looking forward to talking to him and getting some more insights from him. Uh, and then we'll get players after practice on Saturday. That's our first window uh, back here in Tampa to get them. So lots of things to get to uh, from the Bucks' 17-9 loss to the Eagles. If you did not see it, uh, most of the damage in the first five minutes. Uh, Bucks found themselves down 14-0, not even five minutes into the game. Uh, you've heard this before, but costly mistakes that are turned into touchdowns by a Bucks opponent. Uh, Kenny Bell, who we've talked about a lot, uh, got the chance to have the first shot on kickoff returns. Uh, coughs up a fumble on that very first kickoff return. Literally sets up the Eagles on their 18-yard line, uh, what they call quick change, sudden change for the defense. Um, and the Eagles got in, uh, punched it in for seven. Ryan Matthews with the touchdown. Uh, next time the Bucks get a ball, next thing you know, um, the offense coughs it up. So uh, Jameis Winston gives up a, a sack with a strip fumble. It looked like Ali Marpet got beat inside. Uh, Fletcher Cox got to Winston, uh, got the ball loose before he could throw it, and recovered it. Again, that set up the Eagles inside the 20, and again, the Eagles were able to convert that, uh, even with a backup quarterback with Chase Daniel uh, running it in. So it's 14 nothing uh, before you're five minutes into the game. Um, and really, rest of the way... Uh, it's kind of like uh, at that point it doesn't matter too much because most of the rest of the way is with backups. Uh, but I thought the Bucks defense played well, uh, held the Eagles to three points the rest of the way. None of their scoring drives were longer than 20 yards. All 17 points the Eagles scored came off of turnovers. So you never really saw the Eagles drive the field at any point. Um, so if you're looking for a uh, glass half full side of things on this, I would start with the defense. I would start with how well they played uh, containing the Eagles' offense. Uh, I don't think they gave up a single play longer than 20 yards on offense. Uh, so good things there. You know, the first we've really seen of a Mike Smith defense, and I don't think he's showing anything more than uh, the very simplest version of that defense, but was very effective. Uh, I think Bucks fans were pleased with the pressure they were able to get uh, from the front four. Uh, four sacks in the first half tonight. Uh, let's see here. Four sacks. Those are sacks from uh, too many pages here. 
uh, sax from Clinton McDonald, from Howard Jones, from Jacqui Smith, and Akeem Spence. Uh, so again, the idea that some of this pass rush pressure is going to come from inside, too. That's two sacks from defensive tackles, two sacks from defensive ends. I think you'll see more of that. You know, if you look at last year, uh, I think the Bucks had 38 sacks, and I think only 15 came from defensive ends. So you're going to see pressure coming from all kinds of spots. Um, you know, the other big question mark and the other big uh, worrisome part of this first game is Roberto Aguayo missed a PAT. Um, as much as we've written about Aguayo, um, as much has been written about how amazingly consistent he was inside the 40, never missed a kick in college, inside the 40, all that kind of stuff. Uh, his very first kick, you know, which is an extra point, which is a 33-yarder in the NFL, uh, goes off the left upright, doink, uh, and you're at 14-6 instead of 14-7. So, uh, again, like most things uh, in the preseason, it is both harmless and also damning. Um, so whatever margin of error Roberto Aguayo had in terms of uh, fans being patient, fans being understanding that he's uh, a rookie in the NFL, he is still a kicker that's drafted in the second round. So there will be an intense scrutiny on everything he does. Um and again, if he misses a kick like that in a game, uh, it's what people are going to be writing. It's going to be uh, a major issue for why the Bucks did what they did. Uh, if there is a glaring need anywhere on this team, people will say, why did you address kicker in the second round when you could have addressed fill-in need here, uh, whether it's receiver or, uh, again, more help in the secondary. There's so many things that they could have done there. Um, and I think I understand why the Bucks did what they did with Aguayo. But again, he does not have any margin for error, especially on something as simple as an extra point. Uh, so I'm sure we'll talk more about Aguayo. Uh, he did come back and hit a 38-yard field goal, uh, made good on that uh, in the fourth quarter to get them within a score. Um, but again, that, that miss is what a lot of people are going to be talking about. One thing I didn't really read a lot about but definitely stood out to me uh, was the lack of a run game for the Buccaneers. You know, this was a uh, Buccaneers offense that was so good uh, at being predicated on the run last season. Uh, their total numbers, if you look in the game, uh, 21 carries for 31 yards, so not even a yard and a half a carry. Uh, it's a pretty ugly breakdown when you go down by back. Uh, Doug Martin, again, as we expected, didn't get much looks at all, just the first uh I guess two series in the first quarter. Doug Martin, five carries for 13 yards. The single longest carry by a Bucks running back in this game was six yards. So not a lot of the uh, the big play excitement that you want to see in your offense. Storm Johnson, uh, four for eight. Uh, Russell Hansborough, the rookie from Colorado, one for four. Uh, Mike James, we talked about how Mike James had seven carries for 10 yards in last year's preseason opener. Uh against the Eagles in this year's opener, seven carries for three yards, uh, which is about a foot a carry, something like that. Uh, Peyton Barber, not to be outdone, the rookie from Auburn. A lot of people were excited about seeing uh, three carries for minus one yard. So again, uh, what happens when you're not running the ball consistently is that you're setting the offense up to be in third and long situations. Uh, Bucks went three for 14 on third downs. Um, and again, you can usually when a team struggles on third down, you can split it out really easy and see how they did on third and short and how they did on third and long. Uh, when the Bucks had third and five or less, uh, they hit three of their first four. 
Uh, went three of six overall. So, again, third and five or less, what they would call a makeable third down. Offense, the defense doesn't know where you're going to run it or throw it, that kind of thing. Uh, Bucks went three of four to start out on third and five or less. Uh, finished three of six. However, once you got to third and five or more, uh, any kind of third and even barely long, uh, Bucks went 0 for 8 on third down when they needed six yards or more. So weren't able to move the chains, weren't able to sustain drives. Um, and again, the offense is supposed to be the side of the ball that has the continuity, that has the familiarity, that should be on the uh, better side of things going into the season here. But uh, Buccaneers quarterbacks on third downs tonight, 4 of 11 for 19 yards, only two conversions, two sacks, and an interception. So uh, not the performance you want to see from them. Uh, third down is kind of where you make your money as a quarterback. So, again, first preseason game, preseason game, hard to really read too much in anything, but not the way they wanted to open things there. If it makes you feel better, the Eagles were really no better on third down. Eagles went 5 of 17 on third down. Uh, of their conversions, four of their five third down conversions came on third and one. Uh, so, again, that's them setting up better third downs by running the ball a little bit more effectively than the Bucks did tonight. Uh, when they had third and three or less, they went five for six. They moved the shades. When they had third and four or more, they went 0 for 8. Uh, so the Bucks' pass defense on third down got it done. Again, kind of hard to, to do too much to stop teams on third and one when all they have to do is kind of fall forward. So that's third down. Uh, again, we've got three more preseason games to go here, so please take all of this. Uh, with a grain of salt. I am not here to talk you off ledges or anything like that, uh, but want to make sure we're, we're taking things as they are. Uh, another big thing to talk about here is kickoff returns in this game. Uh, a lot of excitement about special teams with a new special teams coordinator in Nick Caxer, uh, new return person, no matter who it is, because Bobby Rainey is gone. Uh, we mentioned Kenny Bell had the first crack and fumbled on that opening kickoff, uh, but... Again, the kickoff returns in general, this was not a good point for the Bucks tonight. Bucks had four kickoff returns. The best field position they had on any of those was the 25-yard line, which is what you get as a gimme on the touchbacks. Now, uh, you had Dante die, take it out from the 1 to the 25. You had Dante try and bring it out from the end zone, only got to the 21. So you'd look at that as a bad decision in retrospect. And then you had Bernard Reedy get a shot late in the game. Again, only got out to the 25-yard line. Uh, by comparison... The Eagles saw no worse field position than the 25 off of any of their kickoffs they fielded. Uh, we had one touchback from Roberto Aguayo. Uh, another time the Eagles took the kickoff five yards deep, took it all the way out to the 34-yard line. Had another one that was three yards deep, took it all the way to the 44-yard line. So uh, definitely kickoff coverage is going to be a unit that has a lot of extra work this week uh, between now and the Jaguars. They've got to do much better than that. Uh, when you lose the field position battle by, uh, just looking at it, more than 10 yards, uh, that's a problem. At halftime, Dirk Cutter uh, said it was the worst special teams play he'd ever seen. Um, and again, it's not just Kenny Bell losing a fumble. That, that's kickoff returns as well. The, uh, the punt battle, um, kind of rotating back and forth. Uh, the numbers were decidedly in favor, by average at least, with Brian Anger. Uh, Jake Shum got five of the seven punts, was averaging 41 yards on his punts. I uh, did have two that were down inside the 20. Uh, Brian Anger only had two punts, but averaged 45.5 yards on his. Had one inside the 20. I thought he had one that looked very good. Uh, punted from the Bucks side of the field, I think from the Bucks 47. 
and kicked it well enough that the Eagles fair caught it, I think, at their nine. So that's that's a definite win in situational punting. That's a punt that's going to help his case. Um, didn't see any real wow punts from Jake Shum. But again, they're going to rotate. They're going to split out these four games here. That's going to be a good battle between the two of them as well. So again, special teams, not what uh, the Bucks were looking for here. Uh, we mentioned the sacks. Uh, definitely should feel good about the pressure they were able to get without a whole lot of blitzing. Again, uh, not a lot of exotic looks from this Bucks defense today. But the front four, I thought, did a good job uh, against the run for the most part and uh, and in getting to the opposing quarterbacks. You know, uh, Wentz, the rookie for the Eagles, seemed to show a little bit of uh, elusiveness there. But uh, especially when Chase Daniel was in the game, I felt like they did a good job of getting to him. We had posed the question here on the podcast, I guess this is Wednesday's pod, uh, asking you guys to guess who would catch the first touchdown, who would score the first touchdown of the Bucks preseason. Uh, got a bunch of guesses. We had five different guesses from you guys. Uh, three of you picked uh, Adam Humphreys. Uh, you guys tried Mike Evans, certainly a smart guess. Uh, Evan Spencer had a guess, a little bit out there, guessing Evan Spencer. Uh, and then the tight ends, both Cameron Brait and Austin Zaverian Jenkins uh, had guesses. None of you are right. None of you get a shout-out from me because Russell Shepard uh, got the only touchdown. Nice catch and throw from Jameis Winston to Russell Shepard uh, just before the PAT. We're probably talking more about the extra point miss than we are the touchdown at this point. But uh, in terms of things that looked good, things that you can take away from this that are encouraging, uh, I'll start with Russell Shepard. I mean, Russell's a guy that was listed among the bottom receivers on that initial depth chart. Uh, kind of wondered if he was in a position where he's fighting for his job. You know, Shepard's a guy that's made his money in this NFL uh, as a special teams coverage guy, has led the team in special teams tackles, has been a special teams captain in the past, uh, but showed up today more so than anybody else at receiver. Uh, only three balls to him, caught all three, uh, 62 yards, and the touchdown. Uh, so a real promising game for Russell Shepard. Some of the other guys we had thought we might see uh, didn't show up much. You know, we talked a lot about Jonathan Krause, uh, the guy that got up waivers from the Eagles. Uh, we featured him in the paper, talked about the opportunities he had. He had more balls thrown to him in this first preseason game than anybody. He had five targets. Uh, more of them went to the other team than actually went to Jonathan Krause. Two interceptions. Um, only one of them, you'd say, really is his fault. This kind of crazy carom pass that went out of his hands and off of, like, three helmets and to uh, the Eagles' rookie linebacker, Gauze, there. Uh, but anyway, Kraus, one catch for six yards, I think, out of five targets. So definitely uh, some missed opportunities there for him. Um, didn't see that much from the other secondary receivers. Um, a couple catches here and there, but nothing too much. Um, Kraus did have a 21-yard punt return, so helped himself a little bit there. Had easily the best of any of the punt returns. Uh, Adam Humphreys. Got like the first three shots, I think. He had three three returns for just eight yards. Uh, so he didn't make mistakes, but but didn't really help himself either. Uh, Bernard Reedy did get a look on punt returns. Muffed the only return he had, was able to fall on the loose ball. But that doesn't help him there to muff his only uh, punt return there. One thing I want to point out that I thought really looked good were running back screens. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot of last, about last year with Charles Sims catching 50-plus passes, Doug Martin catching a lot of passes. Uh, five different running backs caught passes of 10 yards or more tonight for the Bucks. Really the best thing. You think about them getting 31 yards total rushing, 
Uh, here, this is close to 100 just on passes. Mike James had a great catch for 26 yards to set up the uh, Russell Shepard touchdown. Storm Johnson had a 20-yard catch. Uh, Russell Hansborough had a 16-yard catch. Peyton Barber had a 14-yard catch. Doug Martin had an 11-yard catch. So a lot of those screens, I think Joe Hawley was blocking downfield on those and looked really good doing so. So that's five catches right there for uh, 87 yards. Um, much more success through the air with these running backs than what we saw with them in a traditional running game. So like to see that. That's definitely uh, something that will be an expanded part of this offense. Uh, coming ahead here. I thought Luke Rhodes looked good. Uh, the guy that led the team in tackles is an undrafted rookie from William & Mary, Luke Rhodes. Uh, had a forced fumble. Uh, this, that was the ball that kind of got knocked out of bounds and resulted in a penalty. Uh, but a nice open field tackle by Luke Rhodes to force a fumble. Did have five tackles. Um, he has an opportunity, obviously, as the second middle linebacker right now to try and stick as an undrafted rookie on this team. I thought he helped himself there. Another undrafted rookie that made some splash plays, uh, Isaiah Johnson, the uh, safety from South Carolina. Uh, we've done a little bit in the paper on Isaiah. I don't think we've mentioned him on the podcast. Uh, Isaiah's from South Carolina, so he had John Hoke, uh, the secondary coach, as his coach last year at South Carolina. Uh, definitely helps in terms of knowing what Hoke wants and what Hoke likes. Um, Isaiah Johnson had what looked like a fumble recovery. Uh, nice play where... They kind of rode the uh, Eagles receiver, pulled the ball loose, stripped it in midair, went right to Isaiah Johnson. Unfortunately, that got negated by a uh, roughing the passer call against Akeem Spence, uh, 15-yard penalty that negated a turnover. Again, uh, stupid mistakes, unnecessary penalties continue to be a problem with this Bucks team. Uh, but to their credit, on the very next play after that negated turnover, um, Wentz has a pass sale, and Isaiah Johnson takes advantage of it. I think he returned it like 35 yards. Nice play. Um, Isaiah Johnson isn't somebody who's been in the mix in terms of the top five safeties right now. That's still very much Conte and McDougal at the top, and then Tandy, and then Wright and Ryan Smith as your top five. But now you have to think about Isaiah Johnson certainly being there as number six. Um, and as a guy that could work his way onto the practice squad. I think if you're an undrafted rookie, that's a very reasonable goal uh, to get yourself onto the roster. Practice squad still pays you six figures if you stay all year. You're usually one injury away from getting promoted to the active roster. So promising start for Isaiah Johnson there. Uh, I thought Howard Jones looked good. Howard Jones had two quarterback hits, had a big sack on third down. Um, we've kind of gotten lost with the newcomers at defensive end in terms of writing a lot about Robert Ayers and Noah Spence, who have both been great so far. Uh, but, you know, two of the young holdovers from last year in Jacquee Smith and Howard Jones uh, had sacks today. Even if they are third-down guys and third-down specialists, I think they can be really effective. Really effective. Uh, two third-longs that had sacks tonight, and that was uh, Jacquee Smith and, uh, and Howard Jones. So I thought that was good. Uh, so that's the positives to look at here. Um, again, more than anything else, I want to stress with you guys and I would say the same thing if this were a 28-3 to Buccaneers win we were talking about. Uh, don't worry too much. Don't read too much into this. This is the first of four preseason games. Uh, nobody has tackled. Nobody has been tackled the way they were out there on the field tonight. So I think there's some adjustment there. There's certainly cause for concern um, with the way they came out of the gates. Two bad turnovers. And then the defense not being able to hold the opponent to a field goal in either case. So 
But again, if you think about the first five minutes being a 14-0 loss for the Bucks, the rest of the game, uh, defense played very well. Um, and I think that's probably what they will tell you tomorrow when we hear from Dirk Hutter. Uh, lots to work on, but lots to be excited about if you think about the first look at Mike Smith's defense. Uh, Jameis Winston, I haven't even really mentioned Winston. Winston had, uh, with the exception of that lost fumble, a pretty strong game. Uh, seven of nine for the day. I think his quarterback rating was like 140 uh, through for, I think, 138 yards. Uh, hold on, I've got it right here. Um, actually had uh, Winston 7 of 9, I'm sorry, Winston 7 of 9 for 97 yards, I'm sorry. Had the touchdown to Shepard, uh, was sacked once, but again, a quarterback rating of 148. All the other quarterbacks that played in this game and threw more than one pass had a rating of 50 or worse, so... Um, that's encouraging. I think Winston spread the ball around, had a throw to Mike Evans, had a throw to Brait, had a throw to Doug Martin, had the nice throws to Mike James and Russell Shepard on that touchdown drive. So, um, again, uh, bad start by all means, but not necessarily a, a game you should be too hung up on. Lots of things they can build on and improve on as they go to Jacksonville next week. Um, they have nine days before this next game. They play on a Thursday. Their next game is a, a week from Saturday night. So plenty of time, including two joint practices in Jacksonville, to try and iron out some of these kinks. Um, in the morning, we'll be tweeting out the uh, participation logs in terms of how many snaps everybody played. That's always telling, too, just to see uh, who they trust. If, you, if you're not getting on the field at all or barely at all, that doesn't speak well for your chances to uh, to be relevant and be a, a guy that gets cut. It's one thing if you have minimal playing time at the start of the game because you're a known commodity like these proven starters are. But for the guys that didn't get into the game until the very end there, um, unless they really shined, that might be who they are right now. That might be what they're limited to. Uh, so we'll get into more of that. Uh, this wraps up our second week here on the podcast. Uh, lots to look forward to next week. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening and for making this a part of your daily schedule. Uh, very excited to be, again, part of this Locked On podcast network. Um, lots of good news coming from Locked On in terms of new teams coming on board. Uh, good numbers in terms of the audience that we're building. So really excited about that. Uh, we will wrap things up here. Uh, over the weekend, we'll take lots of questions. I'm sure we'll have a lot to get to on your end with questions and uh, comments for the mailbag for Monday. Again, if you want to reach out to us, you can do that uh, on email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. You can do that on Twitter, uh, where our handle is LockedOnBucks, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-B-U-C-S. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well. My account is Greg Almond, my name. That's G-R-E-G-A-U-M-A-N. So lots of ways to reach out. Hope again more uh, questions and comments from you guys. Love the interactivity. Love to have you guys on board with the podcast. That will wrap things up uh, for Episode 10 of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. For the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman signing off. Thanks again for listening, guys. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you by wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.